come to the Belchcast for the grade A conspiracy <laughs> theory. Right, now that we've now that we've put on our tinfoil hats, we can finally really talk about some shit. Hello and welcome to the Belchcast episode number 12. My name is Pukasaurus Rex, untrustworthy dungeon mapper, the brass bull, and bearded fellow. Uh, just for a change of pace today, I'm going to be joined by Jack John. How's I, it going? I am here. Thank you for having me, Pookie. What a, what a wonderful setting you have. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing great, man. I've been enjoying this nice summer heat wave that we have which is different than the monsoon heat wave that we had last time we were recording yeah it's it's been miserable to be honest like i mowed today because i needed to and uh i felt like i had jumped out of a pool when yeah. i got done i've been putting off mowing my lawn slash like trimming the hedges and like doing all the actual like landscaping work that i need to be doing that my neighbors have been having their kids do. And then I just kind of like look out the window and I'm like, ah, fuck, Timmy's mowing. I need to do it tomorrow, don't I? Like, I'm I'm the last neighbor on the block to mow because I just keep putting it off because no one else is going to do it but me. Yeah, man, that is like the biggest adult peer pressure ever is when your neighbors mow your yard or mow feels, their yard. <laughs> it feels further than passive aggressive. Like, it's full on aggressive. Like, hey, I mowed, now you fucking do it. Like, it feels very targeted and offensive to me when my neighbors mow. Because then I can just <laughs> see where our, like, properties line up exactly. And I'm like, ah, uh, you're, you're telling me something, aren't you? Aren't you, buddy? Well, and my problem is, like, the neighborhood I live in, like, 90% of the people around here are all, like, elderly and retired. So they have time to mow their yard <laughs> right? three times a fucking week. And and when I'm working from home and I just hear them mowing, I'm like, could you have not done this at a better fucking time? You ungrateful, <laughs> like, completely, like, selfish asshole. How dare you mow at 12 p.m., you dick. Right? Like, mow mow at seven like the rest of us. Yeah, sometimes I get home from work and mow. Right. I'll at least wait till the sun is, like, on its, like, downward trend, because I'll be goddamned if I'm mowing at 4 p.m. I would... Right. I will die, right. which is, I think, is exactly when you mowed today. Uh, no, I mowed at, like, 1. Oh, wait, that's, that's better. <laughs> that's better. So you were that asshole outside my window. Yeah, but to be honest, like, I, I would rather wait till later in the evening, because I'll be fucked if I'm going to wake up to do it before it gets hot. Oh, that's... <laughs> I'm still hungover then. I, I'm, not, I'm not ready for that stage in my life where I'm the early mowing guy. Yeah, that is miserable. But yeah, other than mowing today, it's really been a pretty chill couple of weeks for me. I've I've not been doing much. I've just been doing a lot of one thing. It's been working on D and D, which to uh, be fair is like a whole like series of small things adding to one big thing. It's not just one thing. It's a hundred million parts together. Yeah, yeah. It went well though. Yeah, it's, uh, we'll, it's been we'll great. Talk yeah. about yeah. We'll talk about it again later in the episode but, right uh, we we did have our second session so it was fun we uh we got the call back he likes us we got date number two things right. are, things are looking up for <laughs> us this might be the one guys i also i got some more horror movie merch 
today, actually. I went to the post office and picked it up today. Of course you did. Yeah. Uh, so there, it's a it's a whole different company. Uh, it's called Graveyard Goods, and it's a shirt uh, from Hereditary, which is one of my favorite like modern horror movies. But beyond that, I just love this format of ordering a shirt four or five weeks ago and then it comes and it's like a present to myself right you're That's like oh surprise. Fuck, i forgot i ordered this <laughs> right because by the time it gets here i've forgotten that i've ordered it amazon so... has spoiled the shit out of me i'm like <laughs> if, it, if a package takes four days i'm already pissed i ordered patio furniture and it's been a week and like it's a huge like piece of patio furniture like it's a huge set and my impatient fucking Gen Z ass is like, where is it? I was told five to seven days. It's day five. Yeah, this like, is horseshit. What are you trying to do to me here? <laughs> Could I have not just paid extra for you to get it the fuck on my doorstep? Well, and you even live in a big enough city. You probably have, like, immediate delivery options. I, I have same-day, like, grocery. And on select items, if they're, like, if, if I'm doing it through Amazon, if it's, like, an actual, like, Amazon item and I order it before, like, 9 a.m., I could potentially get it the same day, but it's usually one or two days for me. Yeah. I uh, I do not live in a big enough city. <laughs> <laughs> I, and Laura and I have talked about this before. Like, if we ever do move, uh, I cannot live in anything other than a city now. Like, it's, I am too accustomed to too many different features <laughs> that being I've... minorly inconvenienced right. even by a day <laughs> is unfathomable to me. Like, I can't do that. I can't. I have grown regress. accustomed to a certain way of living. <laughs> I can't regress twenty years to have to go to the store. No, somebody's going to be on my doorstep in six hours with four different items, none of which are related, and all of which are very, very hard to come by elsewhere. Right. Well, let me put it this way: the size of the town that I live in, cable is not an option. <laughs> I mean, I haven't had cable in like a decade. But I feel your I feel that. Right. I like, also well, have I have fiber internet. I'm never giving that up. Yeah, fuck you for that. I mean, it's <laughs> it's like it's spectrum internet. It's not exactly like I'm living the high life. It's like poverty levels fiber internet. I mean, it's still better than mine. But I can still download a game in like an hour, and if it takes longer than that, I'm like, huh, that's strange. Yeah, if we want to play games and like I buy the game or you buy me the game that day. Generally, we have to wait for the next day for me to play. <laughs> Unless I buy you Fall Guys, where it's such a small game where it doesn't matter. Right. That one went pretty quick. But uh, you have anything good to drink the last... Uh, I guess it's been a couple of weeks since we recorded. Yeah, so I... Last weekend, I went out with my family. We did a little, like, pontoon lake day. And I just, I went to the liquor store like two days in advance. And I just kind of, you know where they do like the supermarket sweepstakes where they'll just kind of take their arms and they'll just put them inside like the aisle and they'll just shove shit into their cart? Right, yeah. I basically did that with just a shitload of sours and IPAs. Nice. Because I was like, there's going to be eight of us on this pontoon. I'm not really getting too hammered, actually, because I was, I was driving back the same night. Like I drove all the way to Illinois drove back basically did eight hours of driving in 24 but basically i was like i'll have a couple out on the out on the lake but i'm just gonna like bring some indie shit so i grabbed a bunch of sours a bunch of ipas nothing really too much of note they were all 
kind of just there. I had a couple that I didn't like that aren't worth talking about necessarily. So they weren't all they weren't all winners. But That's I fair. just had some good good local shit. Like I said, I, I didn't write any of it down. I was too busy having fun with people. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I really did drink of note is my cousins from Chicago came down. So naturally they brought Malort. So I had Malort again, which it's becoming a thing where I have Malort like once a month now, and that's disgusting to me, but I'm getting used to it. I'm just super excited where we can line up some PTO between the two of us, and oh. I can bring you your special present. Yes, my <laughs> present that you let me pick out. <laughs> yes. For those of you who don't know, I bought Jack a limited edition Revolution Brewing Malort collab. And they're, the labels are so cool. They honestly, well, like, even even if I didn't like Malort, I would want one because the label art's sick as hell. So the label's super cool on three of them. So there were four right. different labels. <laughs> and then one of the labels is just super depressing. It It's, it's like <laughs> one of those, like, before and after. It's like the idea of drinking Revolution and Malort. And it's like all these people are happy and, like, they're waving Chicago flags. And people are riding right. fucking eagles and shit. And then you drink the Malort, and then you're just depressed in your jean jacket, smoking, like, looking down. You're like, oh, fuck, I'm here again. Like, I right. thought I'd never get this low again. Like, like, so the labels are, like, there's two of them. One is, like, it looks like a like a Mortal Kombat, like, versus screen, or like a Street Fighter versus screen. And it's got the Hophead uh, from Revolution with their anti-hero IPA, like, the logo for that. And it's and then there's a phoenix and it says like Malort across it and it's like Chicago flag colors and it's it's super cool. And then there's one of the hophead riding the phoenix, right? Which is also super fucking cool. And then there's one of the hophead and he look like he looks like a homeless vet. <laughs> and and he's just like smoking a cigarette and looking all sad. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> Guys, I thought we had a theme. Who fucked up their project? Right? Oh. Yeah, super excited. Um, because you know when, when we get to that point, you and I are splitting that bottle. I I bought one for myself. You know that, right? I, I figured you did as well, but I mean... Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to drink the Lord by myself. Well, yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> I'm not going to not drink it. I'm super you. excited, though, because, I mean, Malort is Malort, but I imagine it's going to be, like, the Jameson cast strength IPA shit that they put out previously, where it's just like, hey, it's still mostly the same thing, but it's got, like, a weird twinge on the end, where you're just like, oh, that's interesting. Right. It, I think it might be just a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, which but, would be cool. But, but it's it's still a bottle of Malort at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. I had a couple of good ones. So I sent you a snap when I went and bought beer, and it was just like, I don't know, 20 different beers. A couple of them went down into the cellar immediately. Oh, hell uh, yeah. One that I thought about cellaring, uh, but then decided to just open, was uh, called Forces Way Beyond Our Control from Triptych. It was, it's a BA stout um, on aged on vanilla and coconut. It's super good. It was like a Mounds bar in a can. Goddamn. And it's like, it's the first like heavy stout I've had even talked about on the show in a while just because it's been so hot and right. I don't like drinking super big heavy beers when it's gross and hot out. But I'm glad I made an exception for this one. 
super good. Like, I think I sent you a snap when I poured it, and it was yes. like, hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, and it clocked in at, like, 15.3 ABV. Shit, yeah. And it, so it was only a 12-ounce can, but it still knocked me on my ass, man. Oh, I It bet. was really good, though. And then, actually, this is what I was drinking for the entire uh, D&D session, was a beer from Lagunitas called Sonomica. Um, and Lagunitas tends to get kind of a, a bad rap just because it's it's kind of like a really big deal now. You know, like, you can find a little something at, like, gas stations. Right, yeah. But a lot of their stuff is really good. Like, Willitized is their BA stout they put out every year, and it's one of my, like, must-buys every fall for BA season. Right. I remember a couple years ago, I got one of their rye barrel. Um, yeah. And I was, like, super surprised. I was like, wow, this shit, this is actually really good. Mm-hmm. And it was before I was, like, super into beer, so I, like, I wasn't really expecting, like, a ton out of it, because it, it is Lagunitas, and I was like, right. oh, fuck. Like, this is, it, I think it was too complex for me at the time. But like looking back, I was like, "Damn! Like that was that was a pretty good find that I probably got it like a fucking Meyer or something." Right, but the Sonoma is super solid uh, Sonoma wine barrel aged Brett sour, um, really nice and funky and tart and like I drank all four of them during the God session. <laughs> like that's what I kept like pouring. <laughs> And the, the thing about sours, especially when they're, like, really funky and tart, is you can't just plow through them. Right. So, like, I Which was able over, to take... Over the four-hour stretch with a little bit of admin on the front end, like, that... I mean, you could definitely do a four-pack in, like, four and a half, five hours, yeah. Right. Uh, but it was really good. And they weren't... So they weren't bottle-conditioned, so I could go a little bit quicker than I normally would. Because when you're drinking a bottle-conditioned sour, you got to be a little bit more careful when you pour it, so you don't get all, like the sediment in your glass. Yeah, because that stuff uh, will give you the shits if you drink <laughs> it too much. <laughs> you want to know how I know? <laughs> you're saying I shouldn't be just scooping out all that sediment at the bottom? That sounds crazy. Yeah, you don't eat it with a spoon. That's bad. <laughs> But, we, but didn't, we didn't come here today just to talk about the beers we drank over the past week. We came here to do a live review of a beer that we brought. Pookie, what did you bring for us tonight? Uh, so I actually, I dove down into the cellar. We're going to do a tale from the crypt tonight. Ooh. I went down uh, and brought up a beer from not this most recent trip, but the one before it down to Asheville. I got a barrel-aged sour uh, from Burial Beer. Um, that I've been sitting on for about a year and a half now. And I've already poured it, and I've had a couple of sips, and it's incredible. Oh, hell um, yeah. It's a barrel-aged dark sour with blackberries, cherries, blueberries, and raspberries. Now, here's the thing about burial beer. We talked about this a little bit as we were getting ready for the show. But, like, they release a new beer, at least one, like, once a week. Like, right. their brewers are always doing cool new stuff. And, like, it's a lot of... A lot of times there's a lot of like similar styles and but it's just something new every week. But with every release, they put out this like weird like it almost sounds like a a villain monologue <laughs> with every beer they put out. So I'm gonna read you the one from this one. Yes. This is Magnificent Forever from Burial Beer. Uh so this is what it says. 
The parallels of our multidimensional pathways hang over our heads. We are the pieces of a great magical puzzle formed from the fingertips of great stories, immaculate beings, different minds, and hell-bent creativity. This is the magnanimous collectivity of our finest symbiotic tales. And then it goes into a little bit more description of the actual beer. It's a super blend of four different dark sour ales, each aged in different barrels with different fruits, uh, blackberries, cherries, blueberries, and raspberries. It is then 50% aged in bourbon barrels with dark cherries, and then 25% aged in wine barrels with blueberries and raspberries, 25% aged uh, in wine barrels with blackberries. So then the, the blenders all get together and put it all together, and, like, it's incredible. There's a huge amount of flavor on this. Like, you get a lot of the oak. Uh, you get a ton of the fruit. And it, it really, like, it drinks like a wine. Like, it reminds me of, like, a, a really solid, like, Pinot Noir or something like that. Nice. Which I do drink a lot of wine, too, because I'm bougie like that. <laughs> you know what? If it's not in a bag, I ain't drinking it. <laughs> but how about you? You've been excited uh, to talk about your beer, I know. Yes. Yeah, so, so I had to change up the, the order just a little bit. So Laura has tried my beer already. I have not. Uh, I'll save her remarks for uh, how she thought after during the usual time. But I was a bastard husband this week, and I made my wife drink a Russian Imperial Stout. And not just a regular Russian Imperial Stout. I have, from Distilled Brewing, I have Dos Vidania. I have the Rye Barrel Series from 2017. This is a beautifully little aged bottle. Ooh, where'd yes. you pick that up? Uh, the same fucking liquor store where I bought a bunch of the sours last week. I saw this uh, just sitting on an end cap because they have a little section for like loose bottles, and I looked at it. and I was like, oh, cool, like the still. Like I'm I'm more familiar with their sour series, and so is Laura. And then I rotated to look at it, and in Sharpie on the side, batch date 2017, and this bitch was less than ten bucks. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's a that's a solid find. Yeah, good for so, you. Uh, I was because I was originally going to grab some shit and share it with my family, and I was like, oh no, no, this is this is a pod beer. <laughs> <laughs> so I am very excited. I will read off the side of this uh, uh, Dos Vidania Rye Barrel, like a Russian Matryoshka. I'm sure I butchered the fuck out of that. Or nesting doll, the secret of Dos Vidania Russian Imperial Stout lies locked deep within her dark, mysterious, and elaborate wooden layers. The hidden soul of this oak rye whiskey barrel-aged beer that we say Dos Vidania, or goodbye, to several months before revealing, is its rich, robust, and roasty maltiness that finishes dry with pleasant spiciness from the barrel. Please consume slowly and enjoy. This is 12.5% alcohol. 84 IBU. It's a little thin just by pouring it out. I was hoping with it being almost four years old that it'd be a little bit thicker. It just seemed kind of thin on the pour. But I'm really excited to try this. Like, again, Laura has tried this. I have not tried it yet. But I've let it sit now for a little bit longer than she had it. So we'll see how it goes. Fair. So while you take your drink, I, I've had a little bit more time to yeah, chew yeah, yeah. on this beer. Because I didn't have a whole lot to say about it, just describing it. Because this is part of the reason why I, I dove so hard into sours over the last year and a half or so. But, like, super complicated, and it takes a little bit to wrap your head around. And it's just... 
it's very good. It's very like you get a ton of that dark berry flavor you get out of a nice heavy red wine. Yeah. But then like even with like a, a Belgian Creek or something like that, you get that really harsh like I've said the beer hurts my mouth. Like you get that super warhead tart. Right, right. From the cherry. And just everything coming together and like the, the creaminess because it, it, it does have a very almost creamy mouthfeel, but that's balanced out by a crispness from the tart and and the the berry flavor. There's just so much going on with this guy. And you get a ton of oak on it too. That's this is fantastic. Moral of the story here, guys. Put beers in a dark corner. Yes. And forget <laughs> it, about them for like a year and a half. When and I'm learning this the hard way. So like we have a bar cart in our like lit kitchen living room, like right like like where our dining room kind of like separates. Mm-hmm. And I see my bottles every day and it kills me. I need to fucking hide them for myself. And well like, yeah, that's forget about that's the them. thing. Especially when we're like playing games and just like having beers is Yeah. If I get on a roll, like if I'm about to like tie one off, like I'll just start not even looking, just pulling beers out of my beer fridge. Right. Because I just keep a a fridge full of random beers next to my desk. You and need... I won't even look. I'm just like, all right, this is what I'm drinking. You need that like that stash of auxiliary, like I don't care when or how I drink this one. And like I said, to to get yeah. to my kitchen, I walk past my bar cart and I'll look down and I'll be like, I've still got that bottle, huh? I need to just fucking move it. Uh, like, I'm holding off. There's another beer that I'm really, really wanting. Like, I've had it once. I had the 2021 version already, and I'm trying to sit on it. But I bought two because I knew I was impatient, and I've already drank one of them. Yeah. Because I have no self-control. Listen, man, I honestly, when I find stuff that I'm like, man, I really want to sit on that, I try to buy two. Yeah. I, I made sure. Uh, right. I bought like, another... it's not always it's not always in the cards, but yeah. a lot of, like, I'll do my best to try and buy two of it. I got another Rheingeist, uh, one of their, like, Oak series, and I tried to buy two, but I could only get my hands on one of them. Ah. Uh... Yeah, so this beer, the Dos Vidania, the Rye, the Rye series, this is really fucking good. I took that first drink. And you know that kind of like shuddery feeling, like where like you, you drop your neck in and you raise your shoulders and you kind of like shake mm-hmm. for a second. I got that on the first drink. It is very very rich and chocolatey. It's got a good nice malty like mouthfeel with like it feel. It just it's so goddamn warm and welcoming. And it's like ninety fucking degrees outside, and I don't give a shit. Like it's so fucking good. I wish it was a little thicker, but it. It's delicious. It's so fucking yeah. delicious. But it doesn't matter what Pookie and I think about our beers. All that really matters is do our wives hate the beers we have tonight? Yeah, that's what everyone's here for. It's, so. it's probably the only reason people come by. But let's uh, let's go check and see uh, what our wives think about these beers. So, Pookie, what did yes. your wife think of your beer? My wife said it was good. It's pretty good. She didn't love it, which made me sad. She goes, she goes, yeah, it's pretty good. I was like, that's all you think of it? She was like, I, it's tart. I was like, yeah, it's sour. She's like, is it barrel aged? I was like, yeah. She's like, yeah, it's good. She she knows exactly what your wheelhouse is, and she's expecting those notes. 
I just like, I'm like, give me more than, <laughs> give me some content here. Well, if you want more, let me tell you, I've, I think I've got us covered for the next couple weeks. So Laura, Laura had the week off last week, so I made sure to hit her with something heavy. She tried to leave early tonight. Uh, but I was like, no, no, you'll just, you'll just taste it before we do the episode. So Laura, Laura tasted the beer before me. And so she got it kind of fresh. Like she, I was like, Hey, like this needs to sit for a little bit to kind of thicken up to like really get that full experience. And she kind of sat there and stared at it. And about every 15 seconds went, can I just try it now? Can I just get it over <laughs> with? Is it ready? Is it ready? And after like a couple minutes, I was like, here, just fine. Try it. It's, it's probably, it's not, it's not the best that you could get, but it's the most that you're going to get out of it. So I yeah. told Laura, she was like, what are you making me drink this week? Before she even saw it, I was like, well, it's a Russian Imperial Stout. And she just goes, fuck! Immediately, um, without hesitation, because she knows what those words mean. And I texted you because I wanted to keep a good track record of the words that were coming out of her mouth. So her first response, what the fuck, that's rude, why do you hate me, I don't like any of those words. <laughs> Which is a great start for somebody trying something that you want them to try. So Laura, Laura, I pour it, and Laura just goes, too dark. Which is her, almost like, toddler response when they see vegetables. They're like, no, no, green, green vegetable, no. Laura's, Laura's mm -hmm. is, is too dark, which is fair. She doesn't like dark beers. I'm trying to break her of that, and I'm afraid I'm just pushing her like a very stern father in the wrong direction. Like that she's just resentful now of all dark beers. You need to get... What you need to get for her is like a, a really sweet, like like a Belgian dark or a... Like not barrel age, but like a darker beer. Or even like a Scotch Ale or an Irish uh, Irish Red or something. Even with those, like if she can get past the color, she doesn't like the flavor. It's, it's, that... it's a losing battle and there's going to be one out of a hundred beers that clicks. And then nothing else will click after it. I feel like it's just going to be, uh, I got lucky on this one. Yeah. There was one that I had her try a couple weeks ago where she was like, that's not bad. I would give it like a four out of 10. And I called that passing or something like that. So, so she, she looks at it. She goes, it's too dark. She takes one like baby bird sip and she just immediately just goes, that's terrible. And then she tries another little bit. Like she kind of like lets it sit in her mouth for a little bit and drinks it. And I wrote this down because I wanted to be exact in her wordage. And I was so proud of her because she said a joke when she reviewed it. She goes, aftertaste of cheese, like a charcuterie board. Like the wood of the charcuterie board. <laughs> and I was so proud of her. Because <laughs> she fucking nailed the joke. <laughs> and then her final rating was negative 2 out of 10. I just... Like, I understand that taste is subjective. <laughs> I don't under... Because Kelsey hates barrel-aged stuff, too. That's yeah. like... I don't know if you could hear her shouting, but I, I she could, heard yeah. me talking about it. She's like, I don't like barrel-aged stuff. It's like... it Oak tastes like vanilla. Right. Like, that is the flavor that, that barrels give. And stouts just taste like chocolate. Right. And this... I mean, I will give her this. It is... It was, you know, aged... In you know oak rye whiskey barrels like that that has a lingering taste and Laura absolutely hates with a passion whiskey, 
The mm-hmm. only way I can get her to drink whiskey is if it's Jameson and it's St. Patrick's Day and we're doing pickleback chasers. That is the only way that that'll happen. And Blech. so, oh, picklebacks are the best. I'll fight you. But, Fucking <laughs> brine drinkers is what you are. <laughs> but that to be said, like, this is, like, it's one of those things where, like, when I give her these dark beers, like, she knows, I don't know if she plays to the reaction, but I know she's not going to like them. And eventually she'll throw in a fucking beautiful joke that says this tastes like eating an actual board from a charcuterie board. <laughs> which is just fucking beautiful and why I love my wife. Yes. I just I I just don't understand I don't understand why these things that I taste and they they to me it's delicious. It's right. it's great. It tastes like chocolate cake for Christ's sake. Yeah. And then Kelsey can taste it and be like, oh, that's awful. It's like, I don't understand how that happens. Palettes, I know, palettes are wild. Right. Like, I know she's not lying. Yeah. I, it tastes bad to her. It's just, yeah, you're right. Palettes are wild. It's <laughs> it's crazy. In just the simplest way. But yeah, like I said, uh, Laura's official review, negative two out of ten. <laughs> she uh, She did not like this one at all. At any point, uh, but I I would give this like a nine. It's fucking fantastic. I love this. Yeah. So remember when the Wu Tang Clan recorded that album, and they were only gonna like they only made one copy of it and weren't gonna like release it. They were just gonna sell the one copy. Wu Tang Forever, except for this one time where it's Wu Tang Never. Yes. And then that one like the. The big pharma douchebag, like hedge fund guy, Martin Shkreli, bought it. Yes, and then did like pseudo live streams where he was listening to it in the background, and you could just like only hear like subwoofer shit coming out of his fucking speakers twice over. Yeah, right. So Martin Shkreli, he got in a bunch of like legal trouble because he's a piece of garbage. <laughs> the U.S. government seized the Wu-Tang album as an asset and sold it to pay off his debts. What what I hope happens out of this is that Joe Biden makes an official statement and he just he walks up to to his podium, he turns it on and he just says Wu-Tang is for the children. And then he <laughs> turns off the mic and he leaves. That's all I want out of this. I don't give a fuck if the album is good or bad or amazing or whatever. I just need Joe Biden to say Wu-Tang is for the children. That's all Our, I want. Yeah. Yeah. Like that would be <laughs> that would be fantastic. I just I I want to know who bought it because everything I read was like it was an anonymous buyer. I, I hope it was like Rizza bought his fucking album back or something. The skeptic in me is that Scarelli just had a shadow buyer and he still technically owns it. The skeptic in me, with an unknown source, is just like, cool, it's in the same douchebag hands. Or fucking Bezos bought it and played it in space for everybody or some bullshit. <laughs> Bezos bought it. And the big conspiracy is that Bezos bought it before he went into space. <laughs> <laughs> he bought it while in space where technically there's no actual laws <laughs> so the government was able to sell it to him in space It's it, it, it totally is legit don't look into it yeah come to the Belchcast for the grade A conspiracy <laughs> theory right, now, now that we've put on our tinfoil hats we can finally really talk about some shit yeah 
All you sheep it, believing I birds are real. <laughs> I want lizard people to buy the Wu-Tang album. I will accept lizard people being a real part of our society. So like, hey, by the way, we're coming out from the shadows. Uh, we control everything. Um, the Clintons are lizard people. But also, here's some Wu-Tang. I will accept that. I will accept that as a realistic possibility if it plays out exactly like that. I, I for one, welcome our new lizard overlords, <laughs> so long as they come with Wu-Tang. <laughs> Everything is more palatable with Wu Tang. <laughs> if somebody, oh if somebody, if somebody broke into my house and they put a gun to my head and they said, "Bring the motherfucking ruckus," I'll let them take whatever the fuck they want. Like that's that's how it works. Yeah. You just gotta protect your neck. <laughs> but you know, they did have to sell it. Yeah, cash does rule everything around. God me. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate your Wu-Tang style so goddamn much. Shaolin shadow boxing. <laughs> uh, we got we got a lot more legs out of that than than I thought we would, and it's it's probably the rye rye whiskey uh, drink talking to me now. That's fine. Everything's good. How's your stream been? <laughs> the stream's been the stream's been fucking awesome. We we've obviously been doing D and D on the stream. I've been getting into more of a realistic. Uh, schedule. I've been been able to talk to a lot more cool people outside of my own stream as well as inside my stream. I feel like I'm actually building a community of friends in Twitch, which is super fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, man. I got I got raided twice last night. Um, awesome. Which is just fucking dope, man. I I've I had I had a moment last week where I was just, I was really fucking like depressed. I I wasn't happy with how the stream went. And I just, my energy was off, and I just really wasn't fucking feeling it. I was I was in my head the whole time about it, and I just wasn't having fun in that moment. And I, I made a tweet where I was like, I'm letting myself know in the future when I look back at this, that this is just like a moment you're allowed to be off, you're allowed to have whatever. And the last two streams have just been fucking awesome, man. I'd, I'd love... I love getting to see people come into the chat and hang out. It's It's something where... Obviously, I'm the one broadcasting. I'm the one streaming. It is me putting myself out there. But my favorite part isn't me being seen by people. It's people coming in and talking to me, which has always been just fucking awesome. Yeah, And man. I've definitely seen that love immensely in the last two streams, and it's just been so fucking dope, man. Honestly, like, my favorite part of your stream isn't actually watching you stream. It's just talking shit to you in your chat. <laughs> I fucking love it, dude. Like, I, I legitimately love it. It's, I have such a fun, unique relationship with my community where I am IRL friends with a lot of the people in it, but there's some people that have leg legitimately met me through Twitch who come in and they bust my balls and it's fantastic and I'll go to their Twitch and I'll bust their balls and it's great and I've been able yeah. to build relationships legitimately through this platform, which is just so fucking dope, man. It's, somebody asked Honestly... me a couple months ago. Like, where do you see your Twitch channel going? Like, what are your what are your goals? And I was like, I don't I don't want to be partner. I don't I don't want like the like oh like I've got a thousand people watching me play Counter Strike, uh. Belchcast. I don't want that. I like being able to interact on an individual level with everyone that like comes into my channel. Uh, and if if the channel grows and becomes fucking huge, I still want that ability to where I can do that. I'm not saying I don't want to have a big channel because. Anyone who says that is lying. Obviously, the 
goal for everything is growth. But right. I still want to have that personal connection as the base of what I do. And right now, depending on the stream, I'm averaging five to 15 potential viewers. Like 15 is like my high, like, holy shit, guys, we're doing it. But like realistically, like five to 10 on most nights. And that's fucking awesome to me, man. I couldn't, I couldn't have asked for a better community to build my base around. Well, that was just heartwarming, and I feel bad making jokes about it. No, it's... It, I, I <laughs> if you look at my channel, my rewards, my emotes, everything is a joke. I rebranded this past week to something that I am so fucking happy about that I posted oh, about Oh, yeah. Did you, did you break out? Did you break out Applebee's last night? I, I broke out Applebee's last night. <laughs> <laughs> I so, didn't I didn't get a chance to get into your stream last night. Yeah, so um, so what I've decided is that like when I go to like my just chatting screen, which is just like my main camera, it's just my background. And while I love my background and everything in behind me has a special meaning to me, it's just a background. It's nothing special. So I decided to make a new background and i was kind of like perusing ideas of like what really like fits me as a person what would fit like the dynamic of my channel and i settled on the bard in applebee's which i think perfectly encapsulates me as a person <laughs> it encapsulates my community it encapsulates what we're going for on my twitch <laughs> but when i googled applebee's bar one of like the first 10 results was the nicest fucking applebee's bar that I have ever seen and anyone in this world will ever see. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like <laughs> I've seen the picture you used. Yes. I didn't get a chance to get into the get into the stream and see you debut it live, which I'm really disappointed that I missed. <laughs> but I've seen the picture you used. Yes. And and there's there's not an Applebee's that looks that nice. <laughs> <laughs> like I've I've been to Applebee's, man. Like And and that was the idea. I was like I was like a dive bar is kind of just like whatever. And I was like, what's more dive bar than an Applebee's? Right. And what I wanted to do was I was going to do like an Applebee's and I was going to like Photoshop one of the TVs to be like my game screen or like do something like what like that where like I kind of put in a couple layers. And then I saw this beautiful untouched canvas of an Applebee's. And I was like, it's that one. And I just I cropped it to where I'm behind the bar. And anytime I pour a, a, uh, a beer now on stream, I got to go behind the bar because uh, that's where you pour drinks. Mm -hmm. So I poured a couple drinks behind the bar last night. If anyone comes in, when the raids came in, I welcomed them from behind the bar. Uh, if anyone follows or subs, I'll welcome them behind the bar. It's it, I want it to become a legitimate part of my channel. And it's, it's, it's something dumb that makes me happy. And that's, that's all my Twitch is to me. It's something dumb. Uh. Excuse me, Belchcast. I can tell I'm drunk. I'm burping a lot. It's something dumb that makes me happy. And yeah. what better dumb thing to make people happy than a fucking Applebee's bar? <laughs> because, let's be honest, like, yeah, Applebee's is, it's the food's not great, the the atmosphere is dumb. It's, it's like, they couldn't decide if they wanted to be, like, a restaurant or a sports bar. Like, it's stupid. Yeah. But if you're going to sit here and tell me you've never gone to Applebee's <laughs> for half-price apps after 9 o'clock, you're lying. And it, I think it means something especially more to us because we went to a college town where if you wanted food after 7 p.m., you went to Applebee's. Like, that was the option while we were there. Yeah. Applebee's was, like, you would go in there and there would be pockets of different, like, college cliques and groups 
all in there because they were all doing the same shit. They were all splitting uh, appetizer plates between four people because you only had ten bucks when you came in. Right. Now, my favorite part of those nights was like, yeah, there were like the random cliques and and, uh, different groups of people hanging out. Yeah. But it was like the two high school kids that were very obviously (laughs) on like a first date. (laughs) And there's a sea of 22 year olds just like staring at them, making jokes like, oh, and he's just like, fuck off. I'm 15. Right. Like, (laughs) Like, their parents probably dropped them off. Oh, yeah. Their parents are in a booth two booths behind them. (laughs) But also, what Applebee's does great is, I don't know if they still do it, but it was like their dollar cocktail month special, or whatever dumb price they had, where it was like, hey, you can get a hurricane for $3 all July. And it's like, oh, fuck, I'm getting hammered at Applebee's. Let's go, kids. Yeah, man. They did a... It's been several years ago, but the the Applebee's that we're talking about did like a dollar margarita. Night. Yeah, no, so that that was like chain wide. All Applebee's were doing that. Oh shit, dude! I got I got so drunk. Right, on, and like it's on mostly Applebee's syrup. margaritas. It's like syrup <laughs> and a shot of tequila, but it's still a dollar, and you're not beating that anywhere. Yeah, that's still ten shots of tequila for ten bucks. <laughs> no limit, <laughs> my man. <laughs> Hi, so I would like a glass of water and $10 margaritas, please. Like, do, do you just not want to order one? No, no. It'll, it'll save you more time if you bring me 10 right now. Yeah, no, I'm going to drink 10. <laughs> Let's not pretend that's not why I'm here. <laughs> Ma'am, I'm in an Applebee's on a Wednesday night. We know why we're here. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's something that, that I was just like, it's it's fun. It's I want, I want my stream to be fun. I hate the super serious, like... Oh, we, we do this, and we oh no! Like I hate, I hate that shit. I, my channel's fun. I want it to be fun. If somebody comes in, I want them to remember. Like, hey, wasn't that the fucking dude who like streams out of an Applebee's? Like, I want that fucking <laughs> feeling. Like, I, I want that, that, that idea where it's like, oh yeah, the Applebee's streamer. I want to be the fucking Applebee's streamer. Like, I don't. I want one day in my life to get a C and D from Applebee's and I'll fucking retire. If I ever get a CND from Applebee's, I'll retire happy. Like that's that's like, the goal. Yep. I won. <laughs> I won. Applebee's acknowledged me. But yeah, I'm officially calling my stream uh the best Applebee's bar on Twitch. That's fantastic. I love everything about that. <laughs> but other than that, like we've been we've been playing Skate, which is one of my all-time favorite franchises. I've talked about it so much on stream i think i've maybe talked about it here on the podcast as well but like love that franchise they just announced skate 4 is getting like they're they're building up hype for skate 4 more now than ever like they did a teaser where they're like hey we're working on it we can't show you anything but we swear to god we're working on it and i didn't even know there was a skate 3 oh yeah so uh skate 3 came out it was okay it wasn't great it kind of had like a lukewarm like all right, please kind of do something different. And EA was kind of like, hey, this isn't a cash cow. So uh, Black Box, fuck off. And then Black Box closed. Uh, but yeah, so Skate 3 kind of came away. It's probably my least favorite of the series. It's not a bad game. It's still a great skating game. But mm-hmm. it, in honestly, in my in my ranking, it goes Skate 1, Skate 2, Skate 3. Like, I think it peaked. Excuse me. I think it peaked with Skate 1. Just because of how revolutionary it was for for me, like that franchise, 2007 was a banger fucking year for all games. I think you've seen the meme come out where it's like 
2007 didn't need to go as hard as it did. And it's got, like, fucking Halo and TF2 and Portal and Skate right. in there, too. Like, Skate came out in that yeah. same lineup. Like, The Witcher 3, I think, was... Or The Witcher... I can't remember which one. I don't think it was 3. But one of the Witcher games came out in 2007. Uh, one of the Halos came out. Like, it, 2007 went hard as shit. And in the middle of that was Skate. And it just, like... For it to stand out in that field just is a testament to how fucking good that game is. Yeah, man, absolutely. But yeah, Skate 4 coming out probably in three or four years, but I'm still hyping shit for it. you got to keep that hype train going, Oh, my though. God. I Skaters have been like, oh, make EA skate again, which was like one of like the uh, hashtags that skaters were putting out. And like any time that EA would put out like anything, it would almost be a meme where it was like, hey, but what about skate? Like It's, it's something <laughs> that... like either genuinely or otherwise people have been clamoring for and i am so fucking excited like I said, it's, it's legitimately my favorite franchise i've tried playing games like session and skater xl which are more modern gen versions of skateboarding games that still use like the flick mechanic which is something that skate kind of pioneered was using your right joystick to flick and simulate like your foot and like they're okay but it's, it's one of those things where it's like, hey, I really want this one thing. And somebody's like, well, we have this thing at home. And you're like, <laughs> all right, cool. And then you get to that thing at home, and you're like, ah, fuck, I, I didn't want this, though. I wanted the other thing. Like, that's what Skate is to me. Like, it's it's that level of I want this fucking game. Yeah, man. So I've been re reintroducing myself to the series, and I'm fucking loving it, man. Awesome. What about you? What uh, have you been playing? Uh, Well... I've been playing some Fall Guys. <laughs> and how's that going? Bad. <laughs> no, I just, I just, I hate when I'm not immediately really good at something. And, like, and I, I gave you some advice on how to be good and you didn't want to hear it. No, because I'm not going to plug a controller into my computer you everything's can't mouse and play keyboard. a platformer with a mouse and keyboard it doesn't work with camera you absolutely need a gyro you stick camera my mouse moves that's the camera you need to get one of those like <laughs> early 2000s like super dumb controller keyboards that has like the two joysticks on the end and then the full uh full 52 keypad like in the middle Oh my god, that sounds awful. <laughs> I think it was, I can't remember if it was like a Nintendo, it's one of those like meme controllers where it's like, this was like kind of like a product demo kind of thing, and then people saw it and they were like, when the fuck would this ever be practical? And it was never really mass produced, but it was still conceptualized and very small scale made. But yeah, it's basically just like a GameCube controller with a full keyboard in the middle. Yeah, it was probably in like that, like the it GameCube, was around PlayStation when they were like, Two, hey, online gaming, chat to people. Yeah, how can we make this manageable? Let's just put a yeah. whole fucking keyboard in the middle. Yeah, so they forgot phones were a thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's my Fall Guys experience. Is yeah. that I'm just I I don't want to play it with a controller. What's gonna happen is I'm just going to like brute force my way into being good at it on a mouse and keyboard that's just what's gonna happen i feel like at that point you need to do like the uh like the pc aim uh flick testing but with controlling a camera because isn't that your worst part is just controlling the camera around a three-dimensional plane it just depends on the map on that like the the bouncy lily pad map where there's a bunch of like sheer cliffs yeah. and like my camera will get lost 
behind the wall. Right. And it'll take me so much extra time, like, trying to figure out where the fuck I went. Right. And that's and that's that's one of the newer maps that just came out this season, but it's also, it's definitely one of those things where you need, like, quick precision, like, thumbstick, like, all right, cool, mm-hmm. like, tilt a little bit, tilt a little bit, tilt a little bit. Like, you're, you're constantly moving and bobbing and weaving in a way where it's, it's fucking hard. I... I think, like, the equivalent, and not as aggressively, but, like, trying to use my wheel for that would be impossible. Right. Just because, I mean, my wheel simulates mouse movement and at a much worse rate, but, like, even still, like, I imagine with a mouse, that would just be way, way too much. I can't imagine. Yeah, it's it's tough, but it's fine. <laughs> It's fine, Jack. It's one of those things where instead of doing the one easy trick, you'll do ten harder tricks to get around to the same point. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> you'll have to learn a whole new mechanic of how to play the game when other people will be like, yeah, no, I just I just use the right stick and the left stick at the same time. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun game. Like, I love yeah. the concept. I love that it's not horrible, awful, as far as the developer goes um and you let me talk about that last episode (laughs) so i'm not going to talk about it this episode we'll we'll alternate i went on a a rant on how i love everyone online last week you went on a rant about video games next week we'll just alternate we'll alternate back and forth yeah i'll take even episodes you take on episodes yeah that's fine (laughs) i just want to throw out a fuck blizzard activision oh absolutely and then we'll leave it at that. I will 100% not stand in your way in saying that. And I will repeat it. Fuck Blizzard and fuck Activision. Yep. And that's all that needs to be said about that. Um, I yes. also played... <laughs> I also put some quality hours into the new Total War Warhammer 2 uh, expansion. Um, I've been playing the new Beastman General. His name is Torox, the Brass Bull. And... It's so much fun. So, like, the the Beastmen are... The, the whole concept behind that entire faction is just kill as much as fast as possible. Which is a little different than how I usually play the game. I usually tend to play the game a little slower and a little more turtly. So it's it's an interesting change of my play style. Um, but I it it's been a ton of fun. I am... Still so hyped for the third one, but this expansion here has given me like it, it bumps my hype up. It's right. like, all right, fucking awesome. The third one's coming. They're still putting out content for the second one, and uh, it it's been a ton of fun. Now that faction was that the one that I was watching on Discord where you were rushing up a hill to fight some uh, some elves. Yes. It yeah. Looked, so it you're looked dope because like just even some of the animations in it were just so fucking cool. Yeah, dude, the some of the battle animations for like different units are are crazy. <laughs> like it's just super cool. Yeah, that's dope. But you know what else we've been doing, Pookie? What else have we been doing, Jack John? We've been doing a little Dungeons and Dragons. We have been doing a little Dungeons and Dragons. You want to know how to break your party's trust. You broke my trust so goddamn hard. But please, how did you break my trust, Pookie? You put a mimic 
in the first dungeon that they go to, not only do you put a mimic in the first dungeon they go to, literally the first treasure chest they ever find. And not even just that, the only treasure chest in that room, in a room that was already booby-trapped. Like, yeah. the implication when we walked in there was, alright, this room was trapped so that we didn't get to this chest. And and knowing knowing you, and you, you let me know that there was some shit gonna happen to us in this dungeon and i was like all right is pookie gonna fuck with us and i was like i'm gonna be in character more than i'm gonna trust my own gut and i'm gonna go to this chest (laughs) and it fucking killed me it it didn't kill me it made me roll to be alive but yeah you got to kill me you got to make your first death saves god damn it yeah, and I fucked up, too. <laughs> How did you... Oh, yeah, because you didn't level us up before. No, like, I had a plan, and then we started playing, and I forgot what the plan was. <laughs> so what was the plan? So I, the plan was, when you solved the puzzle to get you into the dungeon, I was going to have everybody level up. Yes. Because, like, the the plan was... Okay, we'll solve the puzzle, the dungeon will open, and then we'll take our break. And over the break, we'll level level up. Because that's a very boring thing most of the time, and nobody wants to sit here and watch six people try and figure out an app that most of them have never really used. Right. So that like the plan was to get the, the level up done over the over the intermission. And I totally forgot about it, uh, because there was like some cool stuff happening, like arguing about whether or not to go down the hole and like Grabbing trying to convince Loki. <laughs> yeah, trying to convince Loki's character like hey, uh you need to come with us and <laughs> like there was a lot of cool like organic role playing stuff yeah, happening. Yeah, we were all of, and that's one thing that I've loved about these first two sessions is we've all played in character very well. Mhm. But I don't want to become a hey, we're gonna recap our Dungeon Dragon session right. every episode. Yeah, it's just for our listeners. This is still very new and exciting for us. Yeah, and if something of note happens, we we want to talk about it because we want to share those experiences, like Pookie breaking my trust immediately, twice. Yeah, and the best part is I I may never use a mimic again. What what I loved though. <laughs> my favorite part of the whole whole stream happened very early where I rolled to see if I could pick up a bench <laughs> and I rolled very successfully you and crit I brought that bench with me yeah so they're they're in this library and outside the library are like some stone benches and there was a character who was like what he was trying to do was like be a sentry like, that was his goal in character. Yeah. He was trying to but be just, lookout and not in the yeah. giant group of people fucking around. And Pookie, as the DM, is very much like, no, you need to be in this room. <laughs> and I was like, I'll fix this. I'm going to roll to grab the bench he's been sitting on, and I'm going to put it in this room. Yeah, <laughs> and then you crit, and I was like, uh... <laughs> in character, my character is dumb and would just see that as, oh, he really wants that bench. Let's bring it for him. Yeah, like and it was great. There's because we were all we were all sitting there. We were like, all right, how do we try to get Loki's character into this room with us? And I was like, Grok has solution. 
<laughs> yes. Can Grok grab Bench and bring it in? And I brought that fucker in with him sitting on it and sat it in the library. Yes, it was great. It's just been a ton of fun. Thank you again for hosting it, by yes, the way. Yes, it's, 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 it's my pleasure. It's something where I get to share you guys. I get to share my friends with my friends. I get to share this awesome world that you've built with a larger audience. It's something that we get to do that's just super fucking fun. Yeah. Uh, if we were streaming to zero people, I'd still enjoy it. It'd be a little bumming, but I'd still enjoy it. But the fact that we get to share it with people, people are interacting. My mom still comes in and talks shit. It's all yeah. fantastic, and I love it. So again, thank, uh, thank you for building it. Well, if you build it, they will come. <laughs> also, they'll arrive. <laughs> well, Jack, where can the people find uh, find this Dungeons and Dragons stream and this skate stream and anything else that you uh, decide to put your face on the internet for? The people can find me on Twitter at Jack John Jose. The people can find me on Instagram at Jack John Jose. They can find me on Twitch at Jack John Plays Games. They can find me on Applebee's.com backslash locations backslash search slash Jack John Jose. Basically, anywhere you can type in Jack John Jose, the people can find me. Pookie, where can the people find you? The people can find me at Pookie Rex on Twitch. I have a new one. I have a new one this week, Jack. I rebranded my personal Instagram account. Oh shit. You can find me at Pookie GN on Instagram. Ooh. You will see Dungeons Dragons themed posts. You'll see beer themed posts. You'll probably see some like Marxist bullshit themed posts, <laughs> but that's just who I am as a person. Um We take the good with the good. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> You'll see, uh, I, I decided to just say fuck it and, and put my Instagram out there because my face is already on the in internet uh, because I've been DMing on uh, <laughs> Jack's Twitch. You do have a beautiful face on the top left corner of all our streams. <laughs> you can find me uh, on the internet at www.pookasaurusrex.com. I still haven't done much more with the blog. Eventually that's going to come back. Real life sucks. You're a busy dungeon master. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we've got a lot of projects that have been in the works, that are going in the works, and unfortunately the blog kind of started as one of those original projects and has fallen a little bit by the wayside. Um, it's the curse it is of what the creator, it is. where it's like, hey, I have one new project and two new appear. It's like a fucking right. hydra of shit I want to do but never have time for. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, there will probably be more content on it eventually when I get around to it. Uh, but other than that, thank you all very much for listening. It really does. We say this a lot. We probably don't say it enough. It really does mean a lot to us when you take some time to hang out and listen to us talk or watch us play Dungeons and Dragons or just watch Jack on, on Twitch. Uh, so thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Bye, daddies. <laughs>